here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations. Limited time only. Plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Rob McCarran. Jeff Hawkins. Is it? Can it be? It is! The phenomenal one is here! AJ Styles! Oh my gosh! You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarron and Jeff Hawkins. It has been rumored for weeks that the hottest free agent in sports entertainment was heading to WWE. Styles is here! So, 25 years ago, Rob was probably a zygote. I was in my second year at the University of Virginia, and I watched the very first Raw because I had been a fan of primetime wrestling. It wasn't a very good show. As I recall, I was spending entirely too much time on the internet. Um, I was on Prodigy asking Dutch Mantel every question I could ask him about professional wrestling, and he was more than happy to answer me. And then uh, I was also on the Internet Relay chat doing a live chat about said Raw main event, Undertaker versus Damian Demento. Fast forward to 25 years later. It wasn't the best show in the world, but it had a couple of really good segments. I liked the Stone Cold and I liked the uh, Ms. Roman match. But we have a lot to talk about this week. Rob and I are heading to Philadelphia, a city that is buzzing with excitement right now because of their Eagles and also because of this this Royal Rumble weekend. We have NXT TakeOver to preview. We have Royal Rumble to preview. We have the Women's Royal Rumble to preview. Rob is going to give his breakdown of every single number in both Rumbles, and his number 13s might surprise you. Here, as always, Rob McCarron. Hi, Rob. So what I'm thinking is Becky Lynch comes out number 13. All right, hear me out. Hear me out. She gets eliminated. Surprise. And then she comes back at 30. That's right. So, Rob, as as the new tradition of 2018, what was the best thing you saw in WWE this week? Oh, boy, man. I should have known this was coming, too, uh, since we did it last week. Uh, the Miz, And the week before. Yeah. Uh, the Miz winning the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, clean as a sheet. Okay. I, I, uh, I really liked... Um, Sami Zayn on SmackDown was fantastic tonight. And also (laughs) the backstage vignettes about the mixed, the mixed match challenge with Becky Lynch, uh, tonight, today, uh, she got Sammy's hat and it turned her evil. Yeah. Oh (laughs) yeah. That was fantastic. Um, and I also like the Alexa bliss, uh, Braun Strowman. Uh, video where Kurt Hawkins ends up getting killed because he disses Alexa Bliss. I thought that was at the house show. Yeah. 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 They did this gimmick where Kurt Hawkins uh, loses a match, goes away, comes back after Alexa Bliss wins her match. And Alexa's so irate that she goes and gets Braun to uh, to smash Kurt Hawkins. Oh, house shows storyline segments. 
Oh, Jeff, this was going to be a busy week for WWE. Uh, it has not disappointed so far. Well, out, out, yeah, between the 25th anniversary, which I didn't, I didn't find all that entertaining, to be honest with you. I, I thought it was lazy and, and, and a little bit too crammed with cameos versus taking care to actually celebrate what raw meant to the industry. And then of course this whole Enzo situation blowing up today. Uh, yes, we have, um, a returning segment, the news to get to, mm-hmm. uh, we had, uh, yeah, raw 25 was interesting. It was a certainly, certainly an easy show to watch. Um, it went by quickly. Uh, oh, but you thought so? I, I did. I, oh, I, I did. disagree. I disagree with you, but please continue. No, it, it was moving on to me. Uh, we'll talk all about this raw 25. We got Royal rumble. We got NXT takeover. Uh, we have, uh, Royal rumble pool information. Um, and then uh, let's get right into it. Let's start with the news, shall we? Because this is a uh, this is a topic that started in the national consciousness yesterday, and then just took off like crazy today. Uh, not good timing for WWE. Not good timing, obviously, for Enzo Amore. Uh, Enzo Amore probably could have prevented a lot of what was going on today. Um, you know, months ago, as well as uh, maybe weeks ago for the. Uh, for certain aspects, uh, but we dive into the news. That is our first story. Enzo Amore released by WWE. Uh, this following sexual misconduct and sexual assault allegations uh, stemming from an incident in October uh, between Enzo Amore and others. Now, WWE suspended him yesterday. This came to light uh, nationally yesterday. All the major sites picked it up. Uh, obviously not something that WWE wanted on their 25th anniversary special. You know, they would have liked to have not had negative press on that day. And today ended the contract of Enzo Amore, not so much because of what happened with the incident, because that hasn't, you know, charges have been filed. A police report's been filed. Um, I don't think we quite have charges yet against Enzo Amore, but a police report has been filed. Investigation is ongoing. It's been ongoing for, for a while now. Uh, But Enzo Amore apparently never mentioned anything to WWE, never let them know what was going on. This was all a shock to WWE. And they said, you know what, Enzo, you're gone. Yeah, I'm not going to comment on the incident itself because I think it's uh, supplemental to our show in terms of what we discuss here. We discuss the business of wrestling. Look, I am. You can you can blame Enzo for hanging around the right wrong type of crowd, which would lead him into this kind of situation. You can, uh, you know, you can say that WWE should have kept him around until, you know, until they were certain. But uh, it, it's it's one of those things where nothing is that illogical to me. If you're Enzo Amore, and look, this company is not going to take care of you. Well, not if They've you treat already, him like that. It, I mean, not if you treat him like well, that. Well, well I, hold on. Let me let me finish my point. Let me yeah, finish my point. Because yeah. I understand. Look, it is entirely logical and totally within WWE's bounds to fire him. Oh, absolutely. Don't get me don't get me wrong on that at all. Don't get me wrong on this point because, look, this is a PR company for the most part. This is a show business company. They don't want these types of surprises, and there there's something that. Um, I think it was my parents actually said to me once, it's like, look, if you do something wrong or you're in trouble of any kind, it's better you tell me because you will still get punished. That's right. 
but the punishment's going to be even worse if I find out about it and you didn't tell me. So that's this situation where they they don't have a chance to mount a defense. But on the other hand, I don't think they would have. I think they would have cut Enzo right then and there. And I can see the logic in Enzo just saying, you know what? I'm going to try and ride this out as far as I can. Is it the right thing to do? No. Is it totally illogical that Enzo didn't go to human resources of WWE and say, oh, yeah, this bad thing happened to me. Will you protect me and let me keep my income as I continue to, to be here? Because WWE probably would have cut him without thinking. Now, that being said, we are ne- if Enzo, if this whole thing is 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 made up, we are still never going to see Enzo Amore in the WWE again, in my opinion, because he has proven to them in their mind, because this company is weird, that he will not protect the company's image right. first over his own. Oh, That's I- my I, I think it's all mixed up. I think everybody's. Everybody acted sort of logically here, but I think in the end, this is on Enzo and his behavior and who he chooses to associate with. And look, you take what you you want and you pay for it. That that's what, that's what I'm saying. He has to own up to what he did. He purposely did not go to human resources. So ergo, these are the consequences of said actions. Right. And you can understand from Enzo's uh, point of view, like he's about to get a big singles push. He was going to be carrying a division, the cruiserweight division, you know, starring on two shows. Now you can kind of see the greed there where he may want to try to cover this up, you know, because it's ruining the biggest part of his career. Right. Okay. Let me give you the flip side of that. Just a little bit here. He was part of a money-making tag team who was making a mint on merchandise and they broke them up just because they didn't see as He's much in Enzo as they saw his partner. He, so, well, I, well, not even that. I mean, obviously they saw something in him because they made him the stop, the top cruiserweight guy. They made him a main event of raw segments. Okay. This is, this is part of the reason why I think they let him go, uh, quickly, you know, allegations aside, you know, obviously if Enzo, if these allegations come out to be true and there's a, uh, there's a proceeding and, and Enzo for whatever he's charged with, if charged with anything is found guilty. Obviously, that's horrible, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Even, even if these allegations end up going nowhere, and on the other side, even if they are not true, you are exactly right. They were cutting him right now, not because of what's going on with the criminal proce- proceeding. They're cutting him because of a history of Enzo Amore, the embarrassment, the timing, and the fact that he never let them know what was going on. You have Rich Swan, who's suspended right now for an incident, and he's still suspended, hasn't been fired. Because one, we don't have a result of that incident yet. We don't have, uh, we don't know if there's going to be an end game, but at least it didn't take Rich Swan three months to let WWE know what was going on. Now, of course he didn't have the chance because, uh, it was, it was out in the news the next day, but still everyone knows right away. Enzo Amore was hiding this, was hiding mm-hmm. this. He, mm-hmm. You go to them and say, Hey, I've been accused of something. This is an incident where I did nothing wrong, but it, something may come of this. I got to let you know. And if he gets taken off TV, whatever, still has a job. Right. And then, and then of course, if there's a result in your opinion, you are, you, that, that, that's part that we don't know because we don't know because it's weird. Right. But I, I I believe he would still have a job. He would have been suspended for until there was a result. That's my argument. 
my argument is I don't think he'd have a job. Yeah. See, I, I believe he was solely fired because of the issue with the timing and him not telling them what was going on. It took three months. And then guess when it breaks? It breaks on Raw 25 when we've put so much material into this show, so mm-hmm. much advertising into this show. We have Mixed Match Challenge. We have a partnership with Facebook that just has begun. We have the Royal Rumble this week. They let him go because it took three months for them to find out. And they had to find out on Twitter. Exactly. The only the only worst timing would have been the Monday before Mania. So Enzo Moore is an asshole. And if these allegations end up being true, he's a criminal asshole. Mm-hmm. And he's gone. So Enzo Amore fired from WWE. Uh, mixed match challenge. We had Asuka. And the, oh, you know what? Before we get into the rest of the news. Enzo Amore gone. All right. Right. No Royal Rumble Cruiserweight Championship match anymore. He is no longer the Cruiserweight Champion. He has been relieved of the championship. He's been fired from WWE. There is no Cruiserweight Champion. Cedric Alexander does not get a championship match at the Royal Rumble. Enzo Amore done with WWE. Enzo's not going to the Royal Rumble as a wrestler with WWE. But Jeff, do you know a way that he can still attend the Royal Rumble? I believe that would be with our sponsor, SeatGeek. If Enzo wants to go to the Royal Rumble, there are plenty of tickets available on SeatGeek. If you want to head to the Royal Rumble, guys out there, SeatGeek is where you go. You know that buying tickets to sports and concerts and WWE events sometimes can be complicated and confusing, but there is a better way to buy with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to every type of live event. Whether you're searching for a last-minute deal, planning a night out, or just need to find the perfect gift, SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, and it's fully guaranteed. There's nothing quite like seeing WWE Live or your favorite team or musician in person. SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. Uh, we're, we're headed to the Royal Rumble. We're headed to NXT TakeOver Philadelphia. There's tickets on SeatGeek. Jeff, we use SeatGeek to try and find the best tickets for us. We got them. We're going. Right now, guys out there, you need to try this too. Summer concert season is just around the corner. All the concerts, all the uh, all the major acts are announcing their music, uh, you know, their tour dates. Find the tickets before they're sold out. Do so on SeatGeek. Best of all, right now, Shake Them Ropes listeners, you get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code STR today. That's promo code STR for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase on iOS, Android, your tablets. Go get it right now. Promo code STR with SeatGeek. So maybe Enzo, you know, if you want to try to get back into the game. I'm guessing he's not popping his head up anywhere anytime soon, though. Oh, he's going to be back here in L.A. He's going to do the comedy route. Is he going to go the Brad Maddox route? Are you going to start uh, auditioning for roles next to Enzo Amore? I don't know. He was living the kind of the Hollywood high life lifestyle. So I don't know what he does now that his boys probably see that he doesn't have any money. Um, so. ten, I mean, 10 years from now, it's going to be rough for Enzo. I think so. I mean, e- even if nothing comes of the allegations against him, it's going to be a rough time going for Enzo Amore. Uh, mixed match challenge. Asuka and The Miz won their first round match, so they move on. Uh, next week, we have Braun Strowman and Alexa Bliss facing off against uh, somebody. I've forgotten already. Any idea? It's not Bailey and Elias. No, is this... Um... Wait, hold on. <laughs> Who the oh. hell is Braun Cass- Strowman's opponent? Oh, is this Goldust and uh, no? Alicia Fox? No, it is not. Goldust and Alicia Fox. It is, uh, we had Carmella and Biggie, the losers mm-hmm. tonight, 
against Miz and Oscar. I'm gonna have to look up. Um, so be it for me to be the yeah. news reporter and not be ready with the news, on, news. story. I'm trying to think Na- of like who's Naomi, even Naomi and Naomi and the Uso. No, no. Can you believe? It? Oh, it's Becky Lynch and Sami Zayn going up oh, against right. Braun Strowman and Alexa Bliss next week. That's your match: yeah. Raw versus SmackDown. Time to die, Sammy. We also have uh, with the Miz and Oscar's win. We have the first quarterfinals match. It will be Finn Balor and Sasha Banks going up against the Miz and Oscar. Uh, you know, the Miz and Oscar are my picks to win this entire tournament. Finn Balor and Sasha Banks, a very big contender to be the second chance fan vote and get back in the tournament, possibly for a rematch in the finals with Miz and Asuka. So we'll see what's going on there. Um, Asuka is, is fantastic. Just yelling absolutely. random gibberish in the camera. I just have and, and Miz just, and Miz just staring at her. I think, I think that is my love for Asuka will never die. Okay. Uh, we have, a new commissioner going to be announced for 205 Live next week. A new general manager, rather. Uh, it was funny because because of the Enzo Amore situation, you know, obviously he's no longer the Cruiserweight Championship. They had announced to kick off 205 Live tonight. We're recording this Tuesday night after 205 Live. To kick off 205 Live, Daniel Bryan was going to make an announcement about the Cruiserweight title and about a possible GM of 205 Live. Well, his announcement... His update on the situation for the Cruiserweight Championship was not really an update at all. He's just passing the buck till next week. Next week on 205 Live, we'll find a GM of 205 Live. We'll figure out what's going to be done with the Cruiserweight title, but we will have no answer until next week, which means Cedric Alexander is no longer in a singles match on the Royal Rumble pay-per-view, and there will be no Cruiserweight Championship match on that pay-per-view. That's disappointing to me because I think I think a nice impromptu match for the title would have been great. I would have loved to have seen Cedric versus Atami, or I would have loved to have seen just as a one-off for the title. Oh boy. Come on, baby. Ricochet versus Cedric Alexander, man. That would pop that crowd and that would be a heck of a day. I mean, yeah, but it would be out of nowhere. Yeah. Out of absolutely nowhere. Oh, I, well, well, let's put it this way. I have people saying, oh man, do you think Ricochet could debut in the rumble? I'm like, no, that would be out of nowhere. At least here he gets a debut right. where he can show his stuff really do something mm-hmm. great here mm-hmm. and and kind of help rebuild this 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 brand that is just so damaged at this point can't hold on to a champ all its guys are leaving it seems and and we just keep getting the guys that they they use to build the people who leave well it's funny too is not only would it be out of nowhere um but it's probably it's not happening in the Royal Rumble at this point hell they put Ty Dillinger in the Rumble tonight yeah, whoop-de-doo. There's going to be a lot of... It's funny because, what was it, last year or a couple of years ago when they announced, oh, the most star-studded Royal Rumble ever. Like, when you announce it that way, it makes all the other Rumbles, especially ones in the future that don't have that many stars, like, hey, you know, it's John Cena and a bunch of nobodies in this Royal Rumble match. That's the way this one feels like. It feels like there's not a lot of big stars. You don't have AJ in the match. You don't have Brock in the match. You don't have a one-time attraction like a Goldberg in the match. Uh, your big stars in this one are Randy Orton, Shinsuke Nakamura, and John Cena, mm-hmm. and Elias. If you want to put him in there, Roman Reigns. If you count him, as I a guess. Big star. I, yeah, I guess Roman Reigns is the big one too, especially now that he's not the Intercontinental Champion. I mean, I, I think that gives a lot of people more ammo to uh, to predict him as the winner, right? I mean, losing the Intercontinental Title for Roman Reigns is basically him moving on to something else, and that something else could be the main event of WrestleMania. Yes, it could. 
the last news bit I have, um, we thoroughly destroyed Brad Shepard on the show a couple of weeks ago. Uh, this dude that came out with an exclusive report. Hold on. Let me stop you. You destroyed him. I stayed out of it, but continue. Shake them ropes as a show. Jeff Hawkins, Rob McCarron destroyed <laughs> Brad Shepard. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, this guy who posted on Twitter, it's gotten many, many thousands of retweets. People are loving this idea. David Bixenspan of Deadspin did all the actual work in reporting this. Uh, and Brad Shepard comes out and says the XFL is going to come back. Vince McMahon is looking to return the XFL and an announcement could come. Jeff, an announcement could come January 25th, 2018. Guess what? That's Thursday. Mm-hmm. Do you sense an announcement? Of an XFL return coming within two days? No. Zero percent chance. Zero percent. So not only may the XFL never return, maybe Vince goes into football and invests in football, but it's never called the XFL. Uh, We're not getting an announcement January 25th, 2018. Uh, David Bixenspan at uh, at Deadspin has done a lot of reporting on this. And yes, he's, he's created a company, Alpha Entertainment, he has trademarked XFL for when the trademarks from WWE eventually expire. Could a football happening come about? Maybe. Could it be called the XFL? Maybe. Maybe. A lot of maybes going on here. Um, I also want to, just when we're talking about reporting, I want to uh, I want to shout out Sean Ross Sapp, friend of the show, guest on the show, has done a mm. lot of stuff on Enzo Amore and this situation going with him. So if you want more, if you're hearing this for the first time here on Shake Them Ropes about Enzo Amore, uh, go to Fightful.com, do a search for Enzo Amore. It's one of the top stories on the site. There's a lot of information going on. Sean has reached out to both the accuser of Enzo, uh, WWE, Enzo's side, a lot going on there. So I want to congratulate, not congratulate necessarily, but uh, but thank Sean Ross app for his reporting on this situation. And I want to thank David Bixenspan for his reporting on the whole XFL thing. Cause I think it puts a lot of people in perspective uh, with what's actually happening with Vince and the XFL. Uh, but January 25th, an announcement not happening uh, from all, you know, viewpoints here. Uh, I don't think that's happening. Um, so Brad Shepard, you're wrong. hundred percent wrong. We should create a segment. Hey, you're wrong. I need to make some imaging for that. Brad Shepard would be the first inductee. I really I hope. have nothing I have nothing more to say on that. This is your uh this is your albatross aware. I really hope there's not an announcement on Thursday. Because then I have to come, I, just... I have to edit this out. I have to I have to <laughs> delete the show, edit out the last three minutes. Uh no one here even cares what we're talking about. I just can't see Vince McMahon losing that much money on a product he doesn't know that much about. Just I mean, I can I see the ego part of it, but and I could see where he goes, well, there's a market here for patriotic football and I'll be the one, but it's still going to be second rate. <laughs> if he brings it in, it's yes. still, it's still a lesser product and it's still not as exciting as college. And it's not as exciting as it's not as good as the NFL. Now I could see him. I mean, this date is January 29th. Perfect date to announce something dumb like this, to try and take the thunder away from the Super Bowl because he thinks he could do something like that, which is ridiculous. Ridiculous right. proposition, but I, you know what? I, if he goes into football, he's going to be part of this new Carolina owners group. I don't see that happening either. I don't either. I don't, especially when your quarterback is Cam Newton. Mm. Cam Newton's pretty outspoken in some ways. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but January 25th seems uh, seems like it's not happening. I mean, hell, we're two days away from that, and there's been nothing on this front. Um, That is the news of the week. Uh, we have the Royal Rumble coming up. We have an NXT TakeOver Philadelphia. Let's uh, dive a little bit more into this Raw 25 show. Uh, dual locations, Manhattan Center and the Barclays Arena in, uh, in Brooklyn. Um, what I find interesting is as this show is going on, I don't know if you saw a lot of talk on this. I don't know if our uh, our listeners may have been thinking the the same thing as this show is going on. Uh, LOL, if you bought a ticket to the Manhattan Center performance. Yes. Um, overpriced seats, and you didn't get much of a show there. Yeah, and you know what? It's your fault, fans. The fans who went there and are bitching and moaning and complaining, like, how dare they take our money here? All we got was half of a half of an evening of the Undertaker rambling. We got a Bray Wyatt Woken Matt Hardy match. We got a DX segment, which was one of the most advertised thing for this show. You got the DX segment with the Balor Club. Um, you got a couple of live matches that weren't shown on TV. But yes, overpriced mm-hmm. tickets because there were only a couple thousand that could fit in that arena. It's a small arena. But you wanted to be in the Manhattan Center so bad. Did you actually think? Jeff, would you have thought this if you were going to the show that, hey, I'm going to go to the Manhattan Center performance because they're going to tape most of that raw there when they have a nice, shiny Barclays Center that they love. Barclays loves them. It's a big arena. Vincent Mann loves the big arena. It's a big celebration of 25. And hell, Manhattan Center only hosted the damn show for less than four years out of 25. I would have gone there because I thought it would have been more of an experience. I don't know if it would have been a better show, but I thought they'd take more care here. I honestly did. I, this was this was a slap shot, stuff to the gills with nothing type of show. <laughs> it I mean, really it was. really, the nostalgia was all wrong to me. It was still spiking the football over the Attitude Era when that didn't happen until five years into the into Raw's run. I thought they, you know, I thought JR and Jerry Lawler were objectively bad. Lawler was horrible and Jim I, Ross. Jim. Lawler was trying to do bad jokes. Yes. And he was trying to he was trying to dip into the sexual innuendo stuff that made him big during the attitude era and it wasn't playing very well with anybody. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. I want to jump in yeah. with one thing here. Uh, two things, maybe, but I, I'm gonna let you finish your entire thought. Vince McMahon, if you're an NFL fan, Bill Belichick also usually, uh, sometimes, well, usually gets credit. A lot of times, what the Patriots will do, the New England Patriots who are going to the Super Bowl, they will cut guys before the end of their prime, like when they start noticing that hey, there might be a decline coming. They will yes, cut it's, them. Their, their their thing is it's better to be a year early than a year. Correct. Late. Vince was totally a year early, but correct on the Jim Ross firing and going to Michael Cole because Jim Ross, while he was still great and a lot of people had a lot of fond thoughts on Jim Ross and yes, they may have done that a little early. Jim Ross can't be the voice of a television show these days. He just he's can't. bad on new. He's bad on new Japan. In my opinion, I know that uh, there's a certain wrestling journalist that loves propping him up as still having it. I disagree. I never liked the JR and, and the King combo. I loved JR with Tony Schiavone in the old NWA slash WCW. Never was a big fan of him here. 
I, I get the hyperbole and, you know, the Gus Johnson aspects of a lot of his commentary made for an exciting drama, but it was never really, I always had, I always thought the King brought it down a little bit more. So yeah. Um, I, and, th- and then the other point I wanted to make before you go on with your thing, you talked about DX and the nostalgia being all wrong. One thing I will give them credit for is I thought it was the perfect time and it was a pretty fun segment until the revival got kicked out of their minds. Uh, the DX Balor Club meeting and doing the two suites in that venue, I thought was excellent. That might have been the best part of the show. The actual two suiting between the Balor Club and the DX. Yeah. Uh, they they didn't need the revival for that. They could have they, uh, taken exactly. the ascension. They could have done the ascension. They didn't for need that. anyone I, I just, for it. They could have ended yeah. it with the two sweeting of those two groups. That's all the people wanted to see. They didn't have to see anyone get beaten up by this group, especially not yeah. Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows. Like those are the two guys who end up wrestling in this entire segment with all these dudes. Mm-hmm. So just that I part. Liked, I would have liked Sting to come out and clear that DX just for revenge for WrestleMania, but that's me. why not? Why not? Um. Yeah, no, I mean, all these sick, dumb comedy segments that they had with, like, just cameo after cameo after cameo and, like, the bro- brother love over talking on Jonathan Coachman because it was like, I don't recognize you, but that whole joke was lost. It was just, it wasn't, I mean, hey, we're going to bring out a bunch of GMs. We're going to bring out a bunch of women. I mean, there was no real care to this. That's the thing. If this is such a big anniversary, you need to really be scripting this out. Right for a while and make it mean something as opposed to, well, but it's a week before 25th anniversary. What are we going to do? Which is what this felt like. You could have made this something really good instead of what it was, which was basically spiking the football about the attitude era and having a bunch of people with really nothing to do other than to say, Hey, I used to be here. <laughs> um, you know, the, the Christian I thought was wasted here. I thought, I thought, you know, MVP was wasted here. They bring back Jeff Hardy in a cameo in a poker game. That's his big return. Um, you know, the Woken Matt Hardy match was terrible, to well, be honest with you. Woken and, Matt in the ring is terrible. Yeah. You're putting him in there with a Bray Wyatt who ain't that much better. And they've missed the magic of that whole thing. I mean, they, they really should have done more to take care of that crowd in the Manhattan Center. Yeah. To, kind of, even, give it, to kind of give it a feel, give them their yes. own little kind of raw like it used to be. Give them one hour. One hour of the entire program where it's like the old, as bad as it was for the first couple of years, because it was until you had basically, look, I'm going to be honest. I think Sean Waltman saved Monday Night Raw in many ways with that first really great match on there against Razor Ramon. Um, But give them their show because they've paid for this. They paid for the nostalgia. They're on your side. Why don't work against goodwill, yeah. which drives me nuts about this company from time to time. You know, you know what? Even even have Vince and Rob Bartlett calling the matches. It might be bad, but it's still more of an homage to what Raw used to be in the Manhattan Center than JR and the King. Well and and there's two sides to this. While I think it was ridiculous to if you had the ticket going to the Manhattan Center to think that you were getting the A part of that show. That's ridiculous. But at the other t- at the other side, even without giving them the A side of that show of, of Raw, you can't have 30 minute gaps where there's nothing happening in front of that crowd. Like just watching. They shouldn't have had the TV on to the Barclays Center. Each arena should have had their own show. And then TV wise, you cut to the segments that you need to cut to. There's no well, reason. You can't, 
you can't expect an A show, but you you sure as hell aren't expecting a D minus. Well, you show, expect like a, a show, like yeah, segment thirty minute break, segment thirty minute break. That part is ridiculous. That's where the crowd has an actual complaint. Why I know they tried to put a couple of two hundred five live matches on there, but they should have had you know actual WWE main roster guys. You know, they the SmackDown guys wrestling. They overestimated the goodwill of just having guys that they knew show up right like dx and the undertaker who cut just a rambling nonsense promo well it's funny a lot of people are reading this as okay that was the surefire retirement of the undertaker you think the undertaker is actually going to retire on raw 25 maybe it is maybe it is but when jim ross's first words after that speech when jim when uh undertaker says his rest in peace jim ross's first words were what does that mean and what does that mean? Yeah. Is that a, is that a challenge? Like, I think that's what he actually said. Is that a challenge? Like is Undertaker challenging somebody? Um, it could be a retirement. Like it was so wonkily done. Like it, to me, it was playing like a retirement, but then the Jim Ross words afterwards, the fact that we might be getting an Undertaker match at WrestleMania. I don't know. I don't know now. Maybe we're not. Maybe that was the actual goodbye. Like, hey, if you didn't think my WrestleMania putting the boots, putting the hat, putting the gloves on the uh, on the mat and walking away was my retirement, I'm here to tell you it was. I'm done. Yeah, I, I the Undertaker's retirement has been handled so poorly as well because it was. It looked to me like it was. Oh. It meant something at WrestleMania, yes. and then they decided, nah, we don't want, we don't, oh, well, hold on, let's change, let's not, let's not be rash about this. It's like, and then everything since then has been so ambivalent and, and poor because it seems like nobody knows whether he's retired or not, including himself. Well, his retirement was super well done at WrestleMania if that was going to be agree. the end of it. What, Leave it, it. If this speech was meant to be a retirement for Undertaker, someone clue Jim Ross in so that he doesn't yeah. say, was that a challenge? What does that mean? Someone clue him in so maybe he can sell. Oh, the end of the days for the Undertaker. Just tell yeah, him and you'd something. Think, and you'd think in the speech, if it were, he, he'd say something about himself. I will now go rest in peace. Right. And if that's a goodbye, goodbye, Undertaker. I mean, we, we all said our goodbyes at WrestleMania. We were pretty, uh, pretty done with that. So we'll see if now in the next month. Uh, something happens with the Undertaker that he uh, he wrestles again. We'll see. We'll see after the Royal Rumble if someone challenges the Undertaker. Yeah. Um, anything else from Raw twenty five that we really want to get into? Because Raw twenty five it, it ended up being a show. I actually like the fact that APA was doing the uh, the poker backstage. It it seemed like a good way of getting those those lesser cameos in, so the people can just say, "Hey, he's on TV. Hey, he's on TV." Jeff Hardy definitely was out of place. Uh, I didn't need to see Titus Worldwide versus Heath Slater and Rhino and to build that for a Dudley Boys 3D when they were just on Raw a year ago. I mean, that that seemed like a wonky filler of 15 minutes. I was I was laughing out loud, seriously. I laughed out loud when Titus Worldwide and Heath Slater and Rhino came out to the ring when we hadn't been to the Manhattan Center in like 45 minutes. Heath Slater was great in all this, though, just being the flake. Um the burial of the Dudley boy of Bubba Ray, especially. Um, although I, I gotta admit, I loved Corey's line about dilly dilly. I thought that was clever. Um, but yeah, you're right. And you know, even, even the new age outlaws haven't been away long enough for us to miss them all that much. So, but I mean, 
you know, it, 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 this is their version of bad comedy and what they do and just all these cameos jammed into one thing. But no, I, I agree with all your points there. I was surprised a little bit, too, that we didn't get any announcements of new entrants into the women's Royal Rumble match. Um, we didn't really get that much new in the way of the men's Royal Rumble match on Raw anyway. We got a couple of lesser known names on the SmackDown since, side. Since we slide it because I end up doing this show a lot of times after doing a live SmackDown review, I thought SmackDown was pretty good uh, this week. I thought Sammy was great in both the opening and the closing segments. Kind of being an old school heel, I liked, I really liked Kevin Owens tapping out early, doing the heelish thing, trying to get away, and then kind of AJ Styles invoking Dusty Rhodes a bit, being that kind of badass babyface who's, oh, I got him without the numbers game for once. I'm going to hurt him a little bit more. I liked that a lot. And then Sammy coming in and just punching AJ Styles. You're hurting my friend. I thought that was really good amongst all the, just the contrived, ah, baby faces need to turn on other baby faces because it's rumble season. Um, I've really liked that. I loved the, I loved the Chad Gable, uh, Jimmy Uso match. I thought Chad Gable was spectacular in this thing. I thought he was, he was, again, it, it played to my old school sensibilities. He was an old school heel, you know, grappling, working on a body part. They weren't dancing. It felt more like a kick punch fight type of thing. And I love that he pinned a guy just with a standard German suplex, as opposed to the only way to beat guys is a finisher. Oh, and Sammy beat somebody with a blue thunder bomb. Amazing. Yes. Uh, SmackDown very much worth your time for at least the first half. And then the last match. An addendum to the news. It looks like Hideo Itami's use of the GTS is done. That's not a shock. Second week in a row, I believe second week in a row, maybe third, uh, where Hideo Itami won a match with a different finisher than the GTS. They're really selling this uh, this new movie has, which is kind of like a single lead code breaker. Uh, so uh, yeah, Hideo Itami may be done completely with the uh, with the GTS. Uh, there was an inset promo on Two Hundred Five Live as Hideo Itami is making his uh, way to the ring for a match with Gentleman Jack Gallagher because that's a match we haven't ever seen before. Uh, Hideo Itami is cutting this inset promo, apologizing to the Brian Kendrick for caving his face in. That's that was an accident. <laughs> it's something he never would have meant to do on purpose. Um, you kicked Boo. the guy in the face, bro. Boo! You kicked no. the guy in the face. Were you not meaning to kick the guy in the face? Why are you not making him more of a badass for caving in a guy's face? This is the second. They, they they really played it up when he did it to Aries. I apologize for caving in your face. in your face. It was an accident. I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry I came off as such a badass with my move. I'm just here to entertain. My Love fin- Hideo. My kick to your face is only meant to uh, to scrape just a little bit. Not actually mm-hmm. break. Uh, sorry about that. Dear fans, wrestling is fake. Yep. Yeah, I apologize for breaking your face. We have NXT TakeOver coming on Saturday. Uh, man, I hope I make it to Philly on time. You better. Oh, boy. Remember you're, remember you're losing an hour or two driving from Indiana, I believe. I am not. We are not in Central Time. That is, oh, a, thought- that okay. is false. We are in Eastern Time. We are basically the East Coast, bro. Well, make time then, please, I know. and get I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. I can't miss any of these matches, man. 
I can't miss the undisputed era defending the tag team titles against Authors of Pain. Can't miss this. We have undisputed era Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly against the Authors of Pain, Akam and Rezar tag team title match. Uh, is this the return as champions for the Authors of Pain, or do Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly continue? Uh, I believe this would be, what, their first title defense? Or did they defend the titles against Sanity once? I'm not exactly sure. They may have defended the titles against Sanity, uh, but the match broke down and didn't complete. Uh, either way, first takeover title defense, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, who walks out the tag team champions of the world of NXT. I believe the Undisputed Era find a way, probably with the help of Adam Cole, who they have helped earlier in the night, um, to beat the Authors of Pain. And I think we do not see the Authors of Pain in NXT again. Yes, this could be the very uh, end of Authors of Pain. Possible Royal Rumble entrance? Yes. Mm, Very possible. Two guys taking up Royal Rumble spots when they just added Ty Dillinger. And Apollo Crews, I believe, is in the match now as well. Um, Yeah, Apollo Crews and Titus O'Neil are in the Royal Rumble match. Wow. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. We have seventeen confirmed entrants in a segment I like to call Rob Counts. Seventeen <laughs> confirmed entrants into the will this men's be an, will this be a will this be a regular segment of you just counting? Uh I believe it could overtake the NXT top four as a new weekly segment. I believe. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I, I, obviously there's still room, I guess, for, for more surprises and for other names, but man, I mean, this Royal Rumble, Ty Dellinger, Titus We'll O'Neil, get to it. We'll get to it. Aiden England. Oh, oh, okay. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Uh, Undisputed Era is going to win this match. Could be the end of Authors of Pain. Uh, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, big win if they do get it cleanly. Uh, we'll see if any other tag teams make their way, uh, known into this match. Uh, we don't have quite the confirmed match yet uh what looks to be a possibility though in this card might be a triple threat maybe just a singles match with some combination of lars sullivan roderick strong and killian dane um what do you think we're going to see uh this this may be late news because tomorrow night on nxt i bet we get the final card we'll get some type of uh of of match announced between these guys but we had roderick strong challenge lars we had lars challenge killian we have yet to hear from Killian Dane. Uh, do you expect a triple threat? I didn't until now. I forgot about that. I thought it was going to be Roddy and, and Lars, but I forgot. Yeah. He challenged uh, Killian Dane. Um, so, and I'm not aware of spoilers, so they don't blow off Roderick and Lars well, tomorrow. Do they even spoiler wise? Uh, there was nothing done in front of the people to confirm one match one way or the other. So if we get a confirmation, it's going to be regal backstage with, uh, with an announcement being made. Um, so we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen with this match yet because, yeah, it's interesting. Lars challenged another dude. Roderick challenged Lars. Killian Dane, who knows? Um, one way or another, we're getting a match between a combination or two of those three. Yeah, I would I would love to see this be one-on-one either way, either with Roddy or Killian Dane, and I'd be very, very happy with it. Um my preference is always big men doing bad things, but I love Roderick strong. So and, yes. And that's why I kind of like the aspect of a triple threat between three, these three guys, because you're going to get a lot in this match. If this happens, you're going to get the big man going at it with the other big man and Killian and Lars. You can get Roderick strong running roughshod on both of them, like just speed killing 
you know, uh, a knee to the face of each guy in the corner. Um, you're going to get big guys tossing around a little guy in Roderick Strong. You're going to get a lot of stuff in this match if a triple threat happens. I mean, for an undercard match, no title at stake. I think a triple threat is the way to go, and I would be excited for it. Oh, yeah. It, it's going to be great anyway. Uh, Lars Sullivan wins, though. Lars Sullivan wins no matter what the combination of that is. Absolutely. Um, the time is right, sir. The time is right for Shayna Baszler to become the women's champion. I am thinking that my problem is I thought Ember Moon in this program has been really good. Oh, she I know been. we've been criticizing. Well, no, I, I Sean, the, the aforementioned Sean Ross app has been all over her um, during the build. Well, that seems inappropriate. And then, and then, and then, and then they really kind of killed her aura by having Oscar kind of just hand the belt to her. I thought that was a bad move. <sighs> yeah, but we got to get over that. And I think this is actually a part of getting over that is, you know, let her, her lose the, the belt. Absolutely. Because they could, ju- they're just going to move on to Shane and, and Kyrie Sane, I think. And that yes. makes Ember an afterthought on NXT. Yeah. But so hey, you think they, a spot opened up on raw. Her up? I don't know. A about spot that. opened I up mean, on raw. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, but yeah, I think, and I think Shayna be getting the belt is, uh, it ties into Rhonda if she's around, but um, I think they really see something in her, and I think they probably will pull the trigger on it. I I believe Shayna Bas- she's been amazing in this. I love the blank stares, like you know she's beating stuff up. Uh, Ember Moon comes out to help the uh, the baby faces that Shayna Baszler has killed, and Shayna's just looking at there's, her like, "I got you, I got there's you." There's only yeah, there's only one thing that's wrong with their presentation of Shayna ba- Baszler, in my opinion. And that's the glammed up makeup. It doesn't work with her. They do, and she doesn't need it. She's a tough tomboy type character. Go less on the makeup with her. But other than that, been perfect. The, the video of her going to the performance center and, and just choking people out was great. Yeah, I don't really think there's anything to that. I mean, I think I think presentation wise, she's been she's been fantastic on this show. Ember's been you know good too. I've liked Ember Moon. I, her doing her work in there has nothing. Uh, it doesn't reflect on the booking of her. I and mean, she can't control that. She can't control that. The storyline was Asuka just went to the main roster and the title was handed down. Well, she had, a, she had a run there where she had some very piss poor promos. Um, and those were how they were written for. And it really didn't help her heft as a champion. So, I mean, but, but on this run, it's, I mean, in this program, it's been really, really good, but, uh, I think they see something in Shane and Kyrie saying, so I think they're going to yeah. go that way. I, I think you do a rematch of the May young classic final, um, on WrestleMania weekend, uh, Shayna mm-hmm. Baszler doing her job. Um, so yeah, I have Shayna Baszler winning the championship. It's all about timing last year at this time. We were talking about how it was Nikki Cross's time and they didn't do it. They did not give Nikki cross the championship, not even the championship, but the championship match. They didn't give her the championship match and it was her time. So NXT isn't always about doing the right thing at the right time. We'll see if they can get back to that uh, like their earlier days. And if Shayna Baszler wins the women's championship of the world of NXT. Alistair Black, Adam Cole. This is an extreme rules match in Philly. Uh, The Philly crowd will be behind it. Alistair Black is obviously a character that a lot of people are getting behind. Adam Cole is not so much a character that a lot of people have gotten behind before. But this could be the match that Adam Cole heads out there with Alistair Black, two independent veterans in an extreme rules match. 
this could be Adam Cole's coming out party. This could be the match to get people a little bit of what Adam Cole can do. Adam Cole has to deliver here. This match isn't about Aleister Black. It's solely about Adam Cole. Can he deliver? I agree, and he's been losing lately. Um, The extreme rules aspect makes me think that the rest of the Undisputed Era interferes in this, which would take away from the Adam Cole aura if he doesn't have a spectacular match. Yes, but on that note, because you bring it up, could Aleister Black have a couple of people interfering on his behalf? Yes. I don't know who they would be. I'm I'm not saying like, oh, there's two guys in NXT that would make sense. I'm just saying. Could this be a way to introduce people on the Aleister Black side? Yeah, it, it could be a way. Um, I think you'd probably go standard Cassius Ono, probably helping out in some way, because they make a hell of a tag team, those two. I don't care what anybody says. I love those two as a team. Um, we have, was it Hero, Heroes Never Die, I think, or Death by Elbow? It's not Death by Elbow. I think it's Heroes Never Die. Heroes Never Die. Remember. Heroes Never yeah. Die. Um, um, but I'm not, I'm not even saying like history-wise with, with uh, the Tommy End and Chris Hero thing. Right. Uh, we have return ven- return vignettes for a tag team. Uh, I like to call TM61. Oh, yes. Could they make their presence felt? They they talked about how they didn't like their first round in in NXT. Could they find a way to squeak into the tag title picture right away by helping out Aleister Black, even the odds here in an Extreme Rules match? Yes. And that would be a great way to introduce that program. I think so, too. I agree. So there you have it, guys. Jeff Hawkins reports that TM61 is redebuting. <laughs> oh, Jeff Hawkins never breaks news. Please continue. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you'll never break news with that attitude, Jeff. I don't want to break news. I want to be. I want to have. To, I want to be able to take sides and not be impartial. <laughs> Andrade Cien Almas defends the World Heavyweight Championship of, of NXT. Against John Gargano. Johnny Gargano celebrating the signing of his wife, Candice LeRae, to NXT. Celebrating his recent win streak. He's tired of getting looked over. He is tired of people doubting his skills. He's coming into Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. A town where he made his name on the independence. Going up against Andrade Cien Almas for the Cruiserweight... Excuse me, the NXT Championship. Andre Cien Almas. Johnny Gargano. Do we see Tommaso Ciampa? Who walks out the world heavyweight champion of NXT? I think you have Candice there in the front row. I think Johnny Wrestling comes out and he fights a fights a well-fought match against Andrade Cien Almas. I think Selena Vega tries to interfere, tries to get the better of Johnny Wrestling. He overcomes it. And right at the moment where he's going to win the belt, Tommaso Ciampa shows up and kicks him in the face and beats the crap out of him in front of his wife. And we're all in horror and it's fantastic. Johnny Gargano is a chaser. He is not a champion. The Ciampa program doesn't need the belt. No, it does not. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked if they give him the belt, but I don't see it. I think Alma, I don't think they're call, unless they call unless they're calling up Almas for the main roster because they, you know what they 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 they're killing for diversity right now. They really well, are in, in WWE. Not even diversity, but you have a spot open on Two Hundred Five Live if you want to keep that show. That going. too, that too. If you really want to, if you want to stick a guy you made your NXT World Champion on Two Hundred Five Live again, um, 
but I think the odds are in the favor that Johnny Gargano as a chaser baby, that's where the money is. The baby face, he gets thwarted here. Champa comes back and that feud's going to be awesome. And Philly's going to go ape for it. At the risk, at the risk of fantasy booking. Okay. If I'm writing this show, if I have a job in the writer's room of WWE, I'm pitching this idea and I'm selling it solely. Like if I get fired, I get fired. All right. Especially if I've been there for years, this is what I'm going out on. Okay. Johnny Gargano. Andrade Cien Almas in the ring. You have Candice LeRae. New WWE signing Candice LeRae, the wife of Jonathan Gargano. You have her in the front row. The yes. match is going. The match is going. Johnny Gargano looks like he can finally do it. They pan mm-hmm. to the excitement, the ups and downs of Candice LeRae as she cheers on her husband. Yes, he got me. Keep Ev- going. Eventually. We pan maybe we may we pan maybe six or seven times to her. Who's that behind her? All of a sudden. <laughs> all of a sudden, Tommaso Ciampa is sitting behind Candice LeRae, cheering, cheering just like a fan in the building. Candice LeRae, none the wiser. We just see that Tommaso Champ is behind her. Eventually, slowly, the crowd starts to see that on the monitor. As they pan to Candice LeRae, you start seeing Tommaso Ciampa behind him. The crowd starts amping up, amping up. Candice LeRae is wondering what's going on. She turns around, turns around to see Tommaso Ciampa. Johnny Gargano notices, hey, What's going on with my wife at ringside? Jonathan Gargano comes out, brawls with Tommaso Ciampa at ringside. And then however you want to end the match. Doesn't even matter at this point. Do you want him to lose to Andrade Cien Almas? Do we want a disqualification? Do we want to count out? Whatever. Doesn't even matter. It matters less than the fact that you have Tommaso Ciampa being just stalker dick. Like interrupting without actually interrupting. Cause it's all at the same time, Johnny Gargano's fault. It's, you know what it is? It's Cape fear. You have him be Max Katie where he's not really breaking the law, but he's such an annoyance that, you know, he wants to, that, that, that it, it's becoming a problem more and yeah. more for, I like that. Not, no, I like that idea a lot. Cr- I, I, I'm, I'm more fearful that, Oh, and then Tommaso and Candace start making out in front of oh Johnny. And it God, his heart. No, what are you doing? <laughs> no, we can't. end that way. No, we oh, have to have, Lord. and that's a way you introduce Candice LeRae to the audience. Mm-hmm. You start having that going on. Um, I like the aspect of, oh shit, there's Tommaso, but you still have to wait a couple of minutes before seeing what he does. Like you get yes. that, you get that buildup of, oh, he's there. Something's going to happen instead of just the, oh, it's a surprise. The match ends. We didn't get a winner. Uh, oh, I love, I love the build of tension in your yeah. idea, because I think, I think that's something that's missing in a lot of storytelling these days. You know, you, d- you don't have to, you don't have to give me everything at, at once. Just, yeah, just have him be there and have him cheering on Johnny. And it's like, wait, why is this guy who hates Johnny cheering him on? Well, maybe he wants the belt. Maybe, oh no, no, no. He's there for Candace. And that, oh yeah, no, 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 please give me, give me that kind of story. That's right. And then. This is how I, I just thought of an end to the match, by the way. Andrade Cien Almas is watching all this happen. We have a count out in the ring, but and Andrade goes to the top rope, does this little gimmick, the Shawn Michaels gimmick of just laying across the corner, the turnbuckle. Mm. And then what's that? A strobe light above the ring. And all of a sudden we have Ricochet <laughs> from the top of the arena, a 5,400 splash on to Andre to see on almost inside the <laughs> ring. 
All right, you're pushing. I think Ricochet is going to be the guy in the crowd that they show, and everybody goes, hey, kind of like the Drew McIntyre. Yeah, I, I think he will, too. Um, and then Andrade San Almas, if he wins this match, whatever, however he wins this match, uh, that could be your title match at WrestleMania weekend. If Drew McIntyre is healthy again, maybe you do the rematch there. Uh, maybe Drew McIntyre never steps foot in NXT again. He just goes right to WWE when he's healthy uh, as a post WrestleMania call up. That's fine, too. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what you're going to do with the title situation. Maybe Johnny Gargano wins. I mean, that's a small possibility. I don't see it happening, uh, but there's a lot of different ways you can go. Uh, that is NXT TakeOver. What's the one match you're most uh, you're most looking forward to? Oh, Gargano and Almas. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm looking forward to all of them equally. Uh, that's a cop-out answer. That is a, that's the worst answer I've ever heard. When you ask me, what am I looking most forward to? Oh, everything, because there's nothing wrong. Yeah, look, that's me too, because I'm an NXT fanboy. I mean, it would but be... But that's the one I'm looking most forward yeah, to. Yeah, it would be Cian Gargano, uh, Cian Gargano. But at the same time, I'm thinking, like, Ember Moon's Shayna Baszler has me weirdly interested, like, to, no, a, I to am a pretty high degree. No, I am fascinated by that match, but that is the match with the most possibility of under-delivering, and that's because... I mean, and that's just... Shayna hasn't had a lot of time in the ring overall. She's had time and she's very good for her level, but, but this is, uh, this is the biggest stage and, and you know, things happen with people who don't work regularly all the time. Um, look, the tag authors of pain. I had two of those matches on my voices of wrestling top 10. So they are always intriguing to me. Um, and, but I'm not the biggest Adam Cole fan in the world. So I'm hoping he steps up. That's it, it. He's got to, he's got to step up. Cause this is a make or break match. I feel, I feel like this is make or break for Adam Cole. I really do. Um, I'm not, I'm not going that far, but I think it's a very, very, it's a very important match for him. Break. Um, we have the Royal rumble pay-per-view Royal rumble, 2018. I would love to talk about it, but we are out of time. We'll see you next week. Just no, kidding. Yeah. Just kidding. Of course. <laughs> Oh boy. Royal Rumble 2018. Before we get into the entire card, um, we do not yet have a pre-show match announced for this pay-per-view. Uh, I would imagine that we have at least one, possibly two. Uh, I would imagine a cruiserweight match of some kind will be added because uh, Cedric Alexander was set to work this show. Now he's, you know, he's matchless. So we could see some type of cruiserweight match on the show. We have six matches announced, including the two Royal Rumble matches, the other four being the Usos versus Gable and Benjamin for the tag team titles in a two out of three falls match. We have Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan defending the Raw tag titles against The Bar, AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in a two-on-one for the WWE title, and then Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman versus Kane for the Universal Championship, no Cruiserweight title, no Women's Championship matches. I mean, it looks like Charlotte... And Alexa will just be out there watching the Royal Rumble match for the women to see who uh, who wins, who challenges for the title at WrestleMania. Um, that is our card so far. Before we get into each match individually, what do you think about Royal Rumble 2018, especially since we are going to be there live? I think it's going to be very good. I think the one match that this crowd might turn on is the Women's Rumble. Um I'm a little worried about that, but I think these two tag matches are spectacular. I think the men's match is always going to have intrigue um, just due to the main event aspect of it. And uh, I think, I think that uh, I think that AJ Owens and, and Zane match is going to be a lot of fun. 
but it's going to be about it's again going to be about Shane and and Daniel Bryan and what they do with one another. So, I, uh, but I think it'll be a fun time. I believe there is one match on this card, maybe two even, um, that this Philadelphia crowd might turn on. I do not believe the women's Royal Rumble match will be one of those matches. I think they're oh. going to come up with some creative spots. I think people will be excited. Uh, look at Raw. When Asuka turned on the partners and threw everyone out of the ring, the people were pretty excited about that. Nia Jax, I think, is going to be a force in this match. Uh, I feel like the crowd will really get behind this Women's Royal Rumble because it is historic. Uh, there's a lot of popular people in the match. I think they'll get behind Becky Lynch. They'll get behind Sasha Banks. Uh, I have no fear that the Women's Royal Rumble match will meet or exceed expectations. I feel like that one's safe, in my opinion. What I think this crowd will turn on is AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn, which is unbelievable because all three guys made their name on the independents. If you want to include TNA on the independents, Philadelphia, big independent city. These three guys are super popular. Where I see them turning on it is if it just becomes cartoon trash. If it becomes Daniel Bryan, Shane McMahon, if it becomes just ridiculous in believability, this match to me is the number one candidate for a possible weird takeover of the crowd just turning on it. Yeah, and I could see uh, I could see the three way for the for the world or for the yes. WWE title them turning on if it's anything like the match I saw at uh, is it Battleground in L.A. when it was Braun and Brock and it was just yes. anticlimactic. Exactly. That's, yeah. That is obviously the other match that I would be referring to because that three way. I mean, unless you're going all out with Braun and Lesnar, Kane is just slow, and there there are good things about Kane but I do not see good things about Kane coming through in a 10 minute title match at Royal rumble. I hope mostly it's Braun and Brock and I hope it goes a hell of a lot better than their singles match did. Mm -hmm. Seth Rollins, Jason Jordan versus the bar tag team title match, raw tag team titles. They seem to be going with the storyline between Seth and Jason Jordan. Jason Jordan continues to be annoying in a lot of ways, but also very good in the ring. Uh, I don't see a title change here. The bar are fantastic. But the story here is Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan. Jason Jordan was over Monday night. The, the more earnest he got, the more heel heat he's getting. It's turning into something. Um, the breakup will happen, but it's too soon right now. There will be miscommunication here, though, between Jordan and Rollins. But uh, yes. they do retain. Is it in any way possible that Jason Jordan gets a singles match on the WrestleMania card? Are we getting Jason Jordan versus Seth Rollins as a singles at WrestleMania? Yes. I would not have thought about that six months ago. That is for and sure. I, and you know what I think? I think they make Kurt Angle the special referee. Hey, yeah. Why not? Get Kurt Angle on the show there. Um, for all the talk about Kurt Angle possible, possibly wrestling at WrestleMania, I think the matches he did in November no. pretty much cut that out. Because yeah, this guy out. can't. I, Woken Matt Hardy can't wrestle. But he can wrestle 10 times better than Kurt Angle at this point. Mm -hmm. Uh, the Usos, Jay and Jimmy uh, versus Chad Gable, Shelton Benjamin, two out of three falls, SmackDown tag team titles. Do you think uh, do you think Jay Usos DUI arrest plays any part in the result of this match? Or could we see the Usos retain their tag team titles and move on to new challengers? I think it plays a role. I do. Um, I think that's also why they've moved away from the referee storyline in a way on this match. And I think uh, I think Gable and Benjamin. uh Get the titles. AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, three dudes, massively popular, 
will be massively popular in Philadelphia, but they are put in a situation where that crowd may turn on them, turn on them for no fault of their own. Uh, this match, if Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn gets the victory, they will be co-champions, co-WWE champions. Uh, you have the storyline with Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon. We got continuation of that at, you know, tonight. Daniel Bryan sides more towards Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Not so much siding with them as he's kind of playing the uh, the opposite of Shane McMahon because he feels Shane McMahon's being too strict and too tough and too uh, too over authoritative. Uh, what do we get here? What what do we get? Are we getting a fifteen minute match where they just let him go out there and do this fun crazy match? Are we getting you know eighty percent storyline versus twenty percent match? What's going to happen here? I think it's about fifty fifty. Um, I think this is going to be horribly overbooked in some way with the storyline aspect of it. Um, I think it would be fun to play with Daniel Bryan somehow helping inadvertently KO and Sammy to be co-title holders. But it's a little bit too goofy of a storyline heading into WrestleMania. So I think it's going to be AJ Styles is going to retain and then they're going to start the breakup of uh, Kevin Owens and Sammy. It's going to be kind of subtle and a slow burn, but uh, miscommunication is going to cause AJ Styles to win. AJ Styles retaining the uh, championship. Uh, the next pay-per-view between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania for the SmackDown side is WWE Fastlane. Uh, yes. The arena in Columbus continues to advertise a five-way for the title as the main event for that show, featuring uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, Randy Orton, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and AJ Styles. I don't I don't expect that match to take place, but I guess it wouldn't be a huge surprise. Those have been the five guys in the top tier of the show. Um, but I believe AJ Styles will retain this championship. He'll head in to Fastlane as the champion. A difference from a year ago where John Cena just had to get that belt. I guess the two years ago, right? John Cena won the title two years ago uh, at the Royal Rumble. Yes. You can say it yeah, two years ago. Still, I don't see that happening. No, last year. Was it last year? Oh, that's right. He did win uh, it last he, year, and then he lost it to Bray. That's right. Yes. That's yes. right. It's just a whirlwind of two months. We're like, goddamn AJ. I mean, they had to take the title off of him so we can get Shane McMahon in the match. Just insanity. Um, Our world title match. Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman, Kane. 15 minutes of potential plotting. 15 minutes, hopefully. I, I really... My heart says they're going to do what they did with Brock and Goldberg, where it's like, we know we made a mistake in the first Braun Brock match. Just let them go out there. Braun suplex, everybody Brock suplex, everybody just throw each other all around. Maybe the match goes five minutes and we just get nonstop craziness for that five minute stretch. Um, I believe Brock Lesnar will win. I believe he's going to defeat Kane. I think the end is near for Kane. Uh, Braun Strowman may look strong. Braun Strowman might be taken out by both guys at some point. I'm really hoping they learn from the mistake of Braun versus Brock and they just let the guys go out there and tear up their bodies for five minutes. I agree. Um, I also think that Brock will beat Kane. Um, and I think that Braun and Kane both end up in the elimination chamber in February. We get the Royal Rumble matches, the men's Royal Rumble match, the women's Royal Rumble match. Uh, before we get to these matches, I want to update. Uh, we had a poll after last week's show, two polls, actually, at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter. Uh, who is most likely to win the men's Royal Rumble match? 
Uh, we got the results here. 43% say Shinsuke Nakamura. He seems to be the favorite. 44% say other. And 13% say Dolph Ziggler. Where are we a week later now on the Dolph Ziggler might win train? I still, 13% sounds like a good good number. Um, <laughs> he hasn't been seen. Um, he has not been seen. He gave up the U.S. championship. We have a new U.S. champion. Could his goal be to surprise everyone and completely dominate the Royal Rumble? But I have changed my uh, my decision on who's winning this men's Rumble. And right. We should get into it. We are going to get in the men's Rumble. I also want to update everybody. Last week, we talked about the Royal Rumble pools for Shake Them Ropes. Uh, we got a lot of entrants in uh, at Shake Them Ropes. I am putting together. So far, we have all the entrants finalized. And I believe we might even have three different Royal Rumble pools. We might've had enough entrance to fit three Royal Rumble pools. So we're going to have, we are going to have a men's Royal Rumble pool, a women's Royal Rumble pool. And then I have to decide the next, uh, next 12 hours. If the third pool is going to be for the men's or the women's match Um, might even ask a poll on Twitter, what they want that poll to be. So keep keep your eyes that shake them ropes. Well, there's the Rob McCarron pool. There's the unfortunately named Jeff Hawkins Memorial Pool. That's right. Because yep. I'm still alive. I'm we not have dead. The Rob McCarron Appreciation Pool and the Jeff Hawkins Memorial Pool. Yep. I think the third one should be for the unofficial second co-host of this show, Chris Novembrino. All right. Well, there you go. There you go. The Chris <laughs> Novembrino Lucha Underground uh, Championship Pool. Um, sure. So we are going to have three pools, I believe. Uh, I think we have enough uh, fit. So keep your eyes peeled Wednesday. At Shake Them Ropes, we will release not only the entrance into the pools, but also the order of entry. That's the only part I haven't done yet. I've gotten the lists, um, but I do not have the order of entry. I'm going to randomize it. We're going to take all the names. It's going to be randomized three times. No favoritism. Uh, Of course, it was free to enter, and uh, we will update after the Royal Rumble uh, on what the prizes will be. Because I'm going to imagine we're going to the Royal Rumble match. The prizes that you get may be Royal Rumble artifacts, uh, things that are collected at the arena Saturday and Sunday night. Uh, so we will have some prizes for the winners, but those prizes have yet to be determined. Uh, so keep your eyes peeled at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter for the Royal Rumble entrance and your order of entry. Uh, do we want to talk the men's Royal Rumble first or the women's Royal Rumble first? And maybe it should be decided on which one you think the actual main event of the show is going to be. What match is going on last on Sunday night, Jeff? The men's Royal Rumble. I think the women's Royal Rumble uh, opens the show. Opens the show. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. see, I, I keep having this thought that Benjamin and the Usos is the pre-show match. Ooh, so that'll be the well, quote-unquote hot opener. Yeah, but and it's then, a four-hour show. I don't think that we're going to have any of those as the pre-show match. Okay, no, then, then I have okay, then I have the SmackDown tag match open the show, and then I do the women's rumble. Here's what I tell you. If the women's Royal Rumble main events the show, it is one hundred percent obvious who the winner is. Yes. Because well, you only main event that show uh, if someone of a certain renown yes. wins that match. If the men's Royal Rumble happens and the women's has not happened yet, you know who's winning that match. You know who's winning that match and we can leave early. Yes. yes. Uh, no, we can't leave early. Are you insane? You got to see it to believe it. Um, and of course, we're talking about Victoria. Uh, so let's go into uh, the women's Royal Rumble match just because I we don't know. 
We don't know. We'll talk about women's, women's Royal Rumble match first. I, I think the women's Royal Rumble match is main event in the show, to be honest. I do. I'm I'm going so, I'm doubling down. I'm going all in. I know I've been talking about for weeks that it's less and less likely that a certain person of a of a renown from UFC is going to win this match. You know what? I'm buying it. Hundred percent. Hundred percent all in. So you say Ronda Rousey wins. Ronda Rousey's Rumble. winning the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I, I tweeted on Monday that I had been doing some thinking about it, and I had six candidates that to win this Royal Rumble. Oh, man, I have two. I have two candidates, and they are Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey. Go ahead with your six. You got, hear me out, then. I think you could do the straight-ahead one with either Asuka or Nia Jax, because okay. that's the story they've been telling on Raw. Yeah. So either of them winning would be an obvious choice. And Asuka has a lot of heat to her. And then you can bring in Ronda on Monday, and that could be the match for WrestleMania. I I agree. I I thought up until tonight there was a possibility that all this concentration on the Raw side of it was to um, distract us from the fact that I thought Becky Lynch might win this Royal Rumble. Number one, she deserves it because she's really the only horsewoman who hasn't had a moment. Charlotte has been the past two years in WrestleMania stuck in these multi-woman clusters as opposed to having a great one-on-one match. And I think if she was going to have a great one-on-one match, her choice to work with would be Becky Lynch. But the whole thing with Becky being that baby face who throws people over tonight kind of uh, kind of softens my stance on that. That was my original pick, and I've now changed it. Ronda Rousey is in this match. And then we get to three women who have not yet been announced. Any of the three who are in it, in my opinion, would win. Ronda Rousey is obvious because you're not putting Ronda Rousey in this match to lose or to set up another match because the water cooler talk will be insane on ESPN and platforms. And that's what they want. And that to me is the obvious choice is Ronda Rousey. I still think there's a slight chance that Stephanie McMahon is in this Royal Rumble and that she would win it if she were in it. Here's the one I'm trying to talk myself out of, and this is the one I chose on Fightful tonight. I think there is a good chance, not a great chance compared to Ronda Rousey, but if Nikki Bella is in this Royal Rumble, Mm, yeah, sure, that she wins it. Every year at WrestleMania, we have a tie-in with the reality shows on E. There's always one match for that. Nikki Bella coming back after doing Dancing with the Stars and dealing with Brie and her pregnancy to come in and win would be a storyline for Total Bellas. And you could even do a Total Divas crossover if you had the match against Alexa Bliss. Mm -hmm. But I think there is a chance for that crossover appeal that Nikki Bella wins this match. If Ronda Rousey is not in the match, Nikki Bella is your winner. If Ronda Rousey is in the match, Ronda Rousey wins it. At Shake Them Ropes, the poll most likely to win the Women's Royal Rumble match. 41% of you guys out there said Asuka is the number one most likely candidate. 32% said Ronda Rousey. 27% had other. I, I think there's a women's elimination chamber this year for Raw. So I think I think it's not necessary to have the winner of the Rumble come from Raw. Yeah. I no, I agree. I, if it's not Ronda, it's Becky. Those are my two candidates. 
Okay, I will take Becky as as your winner because they haven't been concentrating as much on uh, who will face Charlotte, and I think they, they I think Charlotte now has enough star clout that she's going to get a one on one match. I would like to uh, to caution everyone though is while I expect Ronda Rousey now to win 100%, I, and I hope you will not be, I will not be disappointed if Ronda Rousey isn't in this match because it's they haven't advertised her. It's unrealistic to expect her to be there uh, because they haven't advertised her. If it's, a, if it's a surprise, great. But I won't be disappointed. If Becky Lynch wins, if Nia Jax wins, if Asuka wins, um, I don't think I'll be disappointed because Ronda Rousey didn't show up. I, I am not going to be disappointed at all because I am a fan of women's wrestling, as you know. Um, and I think it's just a big deal for these women. And I don't want them to blow it like they did with James Ellsworth and Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. Now, let's talk surprises. And I will include NXT. Who do you have? Uh, Santina Morella. Really? I think Santina will be in it, yes. I think they stay away from that crap. They should. I think, no, they, they I think should. They, they should stay away from him and the, and Ellsworth. I think Ellsworth is actually going to be in the men's rumble. I'm going to be honest with you. But I think they should stay away from that. I think this is more of a love letter to the women's division over the years. It should um, be. It should be. I, here's I don't I ha- want I'll, Santina I'll tell to be you, I'll tell you, here's who I have. All right. And I'll let you think about it because I know I put this question on you a little bit quick. Mm-hmm. I think Nikki Cross is in this. I think the iconic duo is in this. I think there's a chance Ember Moon is in this. Um. I think Kelly Kelly oh, is in this. Oh, if Ember Moon loses the title on Saturday, I think there's a hundred percent chance she's in it. Okay. I think I think Kelly Kelly is in this. I think Trish Stratus is in this. I think Lita is in this. I Jackie, I, I think, is probably in this, and I think Serena Deeb. Serena Deeb, um, yeah. Molly Holly, obviously. Um I do not expect Kelly, Trish Stratus. Trish Stratus to me right now is in that legend status, almost like an edge or a Steve Austin, where she'll show up on TV, but the wrestling part is done. There are two people who I don't think will be in it, but would not shock me if they did. I think Karma might mm-hmm. come back for a yep. one shot. Sure. Especially with Glow, uh, popular on Netflix. Yep. And you're going to think I'm insane. Uh, on well, this one. Uh, I'm going to, or I already do. You probably already do. There, I think there's, uh, and I think, I think Celeste Bonin is probably in this as well. Because of all the fightful coverage. Caitlin of WWE. Caitlin. Caitlin. (coughs) Oh, no. We've lost Jeff. I need a new partner for the Royal Rumble. Ah, my throat's getting dry. What are the chances that AJ Lee does a one shot here? Zero. You think so? Not really. I mean, the thing is, when CM Punk quit, she was still on TV for quite a while. Yeah. Um, You can deal with her as opposed to CM Punk. I could see her being loyal, but I could also see... It just kind of being do whatever the hell you want type of marriage. And she do just a one shot as a plug for the book. Mm -hmm. Could be. And and she would be quite the surprise too. People would love that. If that music, if that music comes on, people go crazy. But I mean, the dickish Philadelphia fans would take that moment, not to celebrate the return of AJ, not to celebrate. They would chant CM CM Punk. Punk. Yeah. No, you're right. Then that's why they won't do it. And that sucks. Because I would love to see AJ back. Hashtag AJ all. I would love to see AJ back see, for one time. I'd love to see Gail Kim, but she's indicating she's not going to be in this. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't believe we'll expect uh, Gail Kim in there. Um, I I mean, the Molly Hollies of the world, maybe Serena Deeb. Um, I know. Uh, I mean, 
I joke about Victoria, maybe not. Just just some of the names of the past. Lita. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that there's an opportunity there to have a lot of cool names who are still out there wrestling or can still do it for a Royal, a Royal Rumble to have a lot of surprises, maybe even more so well, than the Men's Royal Rumble and a lot of cool surprises. I'll ask you this. Will there be a surprise from the May Young Classic who who is not on either NXT or or the main roster? Like who? Um, Mercedes Martinez? No. Okay. No, I don't think so. Um, I wouldn't expect anyone of that uh, of that ilk except for like a Candice LeRae. I don't expect an NXT name, especially one who's not with the company right now. I wouldn't expect troll, that. Troll Dave Meltzer and myself and put Tessa Blanchard in there? No. Absolutely <laughs> not. No. I just, no, I just don't see, uh, I don't see them doing that. They have too many names in NXT and too many former WWE names that they could, they can do on this. I think yeah. leaving Lita out of Raw 25 makes it, uh, makes it likely she's in it. Um, yeah, more of a surprise. And honestly, that's the same reasoning why I don't really see Kelly Kelly in it. Um, I think both Bellas end up being in there. Uh, at least Nikki. Oh, I don't think Brie. I don't think Brie's in there. Okay. And it may not be. It may be unrealistic to expect Brie too. Um, yeah, but I'm going to be looking forward to this one, not just for the celebration, the, for the historic aspect, but you know, surprises. Surprises make the Royal Rumble really interesting, and there's a lot of opportunity for surprises in the Women's Royal Rumble. Um, so, gun to your head, you have to pick one. Uh, you have to try to be right. Your final prediction for the winner of the Women's Royal Rumble match. Ronda Rousey. Me too. Men's Royal Rumble. Uh, you have the theories out there about Dolph Ziggler. Um, I've, I think we both may have been saying this for a long time. At least I, I will speak for myself right now. Shinsuke Nakamura is still my favorite to win this match. Um, just the, the lesser, the lesser place he has taken on SmackDown lately, the less matches he's had. I know he had the segment with Randy Orton. Um, you know, Randy Orton after winning last year is certainly a, a candidate, uh, to win again this year, but I don't think they do it two years in a row with him. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura is my guy. Uh, Roman Reigns. I, I think a lot of people are expecting Roman Reigns to do well because of the Brock Lesnar match at WrestleMania out there. Uh, but I don't think you need to with the elimination chamber, have Roman Reigns win the Royal rumble again. It would be as big of a disaster this year as it was two years ago in the same crowd, uh, that he won it last year or two years ago. So I, I, I don't see Roman. I don't really buy the Ziggler theory. I think he might make an appearance in this Royal Rumble. I'm going Shinsuke Nakamura, final answer. Shinsuke Nakamura is who I want to win. He'd be a smart choice in front of this crowd. And, and verify this. I mean, he's not who you want to win because of the because of Shinsuke Nakamura. It's not like you you want him to do well. I, we may want him to do well, but that's not the reason why I want you think the AJ Styles. I want exactly. the AJ Styles match. Exactly. I want AJ the AJ Shinsuke Styles Mania. match. Yes. The fans want the AJ Styles match. The question is, does Vince McMahon want Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles co-headlining the biggest event of the year? I don't think right. I don't think Vince McMahon has the faith in Shinsuke Nakamura to carry a program that big. Yeah, but let's be real. Last year it was Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. I mean, Shinsuke and I AJ know. is bigger than that. Yes. And that's the only reason I'm holding out hope at Shinsuke. That is le- legitimately the only reason I'm holding out hope that it's Shinsuke. And are we unrealistic? Are we wanting that but AJ Shinsuke match so pick. bad? But that's not my pick. Oh, that's not your pick. It's not my pick. You're, you're going because off I the th- board? 
No, I th- I'm not going off the board completely, but I think, uh, I think Vince goes safe over, over what people want. I think they're going to tease Roman. I think they're going to tease Roman winning to get the big pop when he's eliminated by somebody. My question is if undertaker is in this match, Hmm. if undertaker is in this match, then my pick is completely wrong. But I think there is some credence to having headline WrestleMania one of the biggest matches ever, quote unquote, a match where someone could break a record that has stood for a very long time. John Cena versus AJ Styles for Cena to break Flair's record at WrestleMania. I think John Cena may win this Royal Rumble. John Cena winning the Royal Rumble match, possibly his last ever Royal Rumble match, possibly the last time he ever main events WrestleMania. And that's a match, John Cena, AJ, a match you could put on last at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Even with Brock Lesnar on the show against Roman, John Cena, AJ, you could put on last. That is a interesting off the wall, on the wall pick. Like it, it's one of those where it makes complete sense and we'll be debating it afterwards. Like, how did we not see it coming? And Jeff Hawkins, you saw it coming. You're the guy. I'm not going all in on it. I still think I'd look, I would love Shinsuke Nakamura to win that Royal rumble in that thing, but just doesn't fit with Vince McMahon. I mean, I could see Randy Orton coming out and winning this dumb thing again and, and being in a match somewhere very high on the card. But I think, I think this, I think they want in some ways that WWE would love to take Ric Flair off the board as the guy having the most title reigns. I think John Cena is the guy to do it. I think there's not a lot of WrestleManias left in him and a lot mm-hmm. of these big matches. And this is a moment that will live the test of time. I think John Cena wins. And I think he beats AJ Styles at WrestleMania. Any thought to, okay, they're obviously doing something with Elias and John Cena. Are they building this up just for the segment inside the Royal Rumble match itself? Might we actually see Elias versus John Cena all the way at WrestleMania? Could this be a match for fast lane or or elimination chamber in a singles. Um, what do you make of John Cena versus Elias? I think Elias is just a substitute because he didn't have Samoa Joe around. And I could have seen a Samoa Joe Cena match at WrestleMania. I still could. It still sounds like a great right. match to me. Okay. As kind of like one of those matches. Well, I think it's, I think it's just for the rumble. Well, that begs the question though. If if Joe's hurt and not able to make WrestleMania and John Cena versus Joe was the plan for WrestleMania, you think the Samoa Joe injury changed all the plans for WrestleMania and that's what got John Cena in the title match? It's possible. Okay. So John Cena is your pick to win the Royal Rumble match. I'll stick with Shinsuke, but I like the uh, I like the uh, John Cena uh, possibility. Um, I'm not opposed to that. I don't know how the Philly crowd will react to another John Cena win. Uh, that might be interesting being there live. Uh, Final poll of the night at Shake Therm Ropes. Which match main events, i.e. goes on last, at the 2008 WWE Royal Rumble pay-per-view? Uh, overwhelmingly, 71% believes the men's Royal Rumble match will main event. And maybe in a surprise, 17% second place believe Braun versus Kane versus Brock uh, will main event uh, the Royal Rumble pay-per-view in the title match. Any possibility of that actually happening? Yes. 
there's a good chance of it happening, possibly, especially if it's the mass carnage for five to ten minutes that uh, we want it to be. Um, and especially if Cena's winning the Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. because then, then, then they, then in case there's booze of some kind, if somebody controversial is winning one of these two Rumbles, you have that main event for people to go home happy. Oh my God, Candice, look out! There's Tommaso. Here it comes again. Lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations. Limited time only. Plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.